Hello and welcome to The Golfing Mind, the uh, wonderful, fantastic, uniquely interesting podcast. Okay, I made that bit up, but um, you got the idea. It's a podcast which we talk about golf in general, but really it's the mental game of golf that we explore in particular. And, you know, the mental game of golf is a little bit like the uh, engine in your car. You know, um, the better tuned up it is, the better it's going to perform and um, you know an engine which doesn't sort of operate at its at its maximum capacity is not going to give you the best it's got and our minds have a great impact on how we perform you know the general consensus is our attitude impacts the way that we think and the way that we think uh, impacts and the way that we perceive and the way we perceive impacts on the way that we produce and the way we produce impacts on the way we perform that seems to be a sort of a, a popular cascade theory and you know there's lots of popular motivational quotes one of the more famous ones but i was at henry ford who said if you think you can or you think you can't you're usually right and from my experience working with um people at various different uh, levels both in business in sports and particularly in golf is that they kind of dismiss the mental side as just something that you either have or you don't have. They, they argue it's not a muscle you can strengthen. And I would, I mean, disagree with that, obviously. But what it is, it's, a, it's, um, it's an aspect of function that we can learn to control more uh, than we currently do. And that's, the, that's at the heart of what we talk about in the mental game. And when we look at some of the great players in the history of golf. And I know I'm a big fan of people like uh, Byron Nelson and uh, Ben Hogan, uh, Sam Snead from the old days, and more recently people like Seve Ballesteros, uh, Nick Faldo, uh, Jack Nicholas, and uh, even in today's we have people like uh, you know Bruce Kepka. You've got players like uh, Bryson DeChambeau and uh, Jordan Spieth, who I would argue. Uh, have got very strong mental games. Now, people always pick up when they have a meltdown or they hit double bogeys or they chunk it into the water. Well, there's not a player who's lived that hasn't had those moments. So I think that learning to uh, master your mental game as best you can is something that can only help in the long run. And the reason I today I thought it would be a good thing to talk about is this whole notion of getting better. You know, if I speak to the average golfer, I've mentioned this before, is the one of the things they most commonly say to me is, can you give me a tip, a quick tip, to help me on the golf course? And, you know, often I try and make a, a judgment of what I think will work for that person. Because people say to me, I try not to think too much, but I find that very difficult. Well, Trust me, not thinking is extraordinarily difficult and it's at the core of what I try to teach people in Silent Mind Golf, which is to over the shot not be thinking, is to basically just go into, for want of a better word, automatic. Just hit the shot without any thought or uh, preconceived notions of what you need to be doing other than possibly a swing thought to anchor yourself. So getting better comes down to, uh, I think, three things. Number one is commitment to practice. You know, I think you can over-practice and you can under-practice, but I talk a great deal about purposeful practice. Uh, 
never hit a shot in practice to which you haven't game, given the same amount of attention to the penultimate shot you would hit to the green on the final hole of the Masters Championship at Augusta if you had a one-shot lead. You need to give, you need to practice purposely. And when I talk to players about getting better, more often than not, they're trying to impress me. I don't know if they're really trying to impress me, but they're trying to justify um, their commitment by telling me how many balls they hit. Two, three, four, five hundred balls, six hundred balls. They show me their calloused hands as proof. Now, there's a big difference between hitting balls and practicing with purpose. You know, I would often go to the driving range, uh, particularly when I lived in America, and in 30 minutes, I'd probably hit 20 balls. Now, it wasn't I was trying to be cute or I was trying to be a Zen monk on the golf course, but what I was trying to do was to get my mind uh, in a good place and to sort of give my attention to what I was trying to do. Because I found that if you hit shots without purpose, then you don't have a target. You don't really do much more than concentrate on having a good shot. But if every shot you take, you have a desired outcome and a desired swing thought, that is much more purposeful. So coming into 2022, a critical thing that I'd like to think about is to practice with purpose. And if you live in a part of the world where it's cold, you can do so much by practicing your putting at home. Um, and I know people who brought their handicap down by three, four and five shots just by practicing throughout the winter time with a putting mat or they build their own in the carpet or they find a way of putting down something and they practice their putting stroke and they do it every day, 10, 15 minutes, but purposefully, you know, so they have 20 balls and they see how many they can make from six feet and they make a note and they say, right, that's to beat tomorrow, that's to beat tomorrow. And they're going for 20 out of 20. When they go back to the actual golf course, they have a very strong mental memory of successful putting. And that's something everyone can do. And it's what's interesting is that people would rather go to the driving range and try and hit their new driver 10 yards further than they were hitting their old driver. But you don't win tournaments off the tee. You lose tournaments off the tee. You win tournaments on the green by making putts. And if you just look at the putting stats for the uh, Pro Tour, it's, it's absolutely... Uh, extraordinary. I mean, some of them are averaging 1.6, 1. Point, no, maybe not 1.6, but 1.7 putts per green. Oh, maybe 1.6. I have to check that up. Um, the second thing is have a realistic expectation. I meet um, golfers, especially, you know, weekend warriors who say they're working in their short game and they want to work in their uh, fairway woods and they want to work on their bunker play. Well, that's that's great. But, you know, it's a bit like fighting a war on three fronts. And I'm a great one for 100% focus, you know, purposeful practice. So if your weakness is your uh, chipping, then that's where I want you to give 90% of your attention to. Because the rest of your game is probably pretty good. I, I um, too often I see people hitting drivers, three woods, five irons, seven irons, nine irons, pitching wedges. You know, they hit them all a bit okay, but none of them great. And I want you to look at a part of your game that you want to be great, that you say, okay, a year from today, I'm going to look back and think, boy, 
I really got that dialed in. Um, and I had a situation that my bunker play had been really shocking for a long time. And I used to spend 40 minutes a day in the bunker just learning how to take a full swing, to make a full follow through, to believe, to commit. And my bunker play went from being, you know, embarrassing to absolutely great, you know, high floated lob shots, runners, short, long, you know, just, I, I, I remember giving a lesson to a player who was a five handicapper once after he saw me practicing in the bunker. So <clears throat> when I say have realistic expectations, pick one aspect of your game of golf that you really, really uh, want to improve. And if it's driving, then that's what you commit to. And, and you know, there's an old saying, what gets uh, rewarded gets repeated. So reward yourself. If you are going to practice your bunker play or whatever it is, and you determine to hit 50 balls in a row and you hit an objective of, you know, 35 or dead straight, whatever your target you set yourself, then find a way to reward yourself. And I'm not suggesting you go out and buy yourself a new Rolex watch or a new car. Equally, I don't suggest you go out and to the local bar and drink 50 beers just to celebrate 50 good shots. But to feel good about yourself, to genuinely take the time to give yourself a pat on the back mentally or emotionally. And the third thing when it comes to sort of getting better, in addition to sort of purposeful practice and, and what I call being realistic, is to manage your expectations, um, which means, you know, it's small incremental changes. You're not going to go from being average to great in a day. <clears throat> you can go from average to being great in months, but it's got to be baby steps. So you're looking for small incremental steps and improvement. So let's say you shoot 80 on your average round and supposing you want to get 1% better than you were. Well, 1% better will bring you down by a shot. 2% better will bring you down by two shots. So it's these small incremental 1% improvements that make the difference. You're not going to go from shooting 80 to shooting 68, 12 shot better. So by managing uh, your expectations by um, it's small, small improvements that come at the end of the end of a round. And um, so that's it. Now, 2022 is around the corner and I'm not going to be doing any more podcasts till next year. So this is the last Christmas Happy New Year podcast. But I want to do something for um, professional golfers or elite amateurs. So in Silent Mind Golf, we have a package and the package is called Silent Mind Golf Platinum Package. It's $1,999. So it's under $2,000. And um, it is a premier package and it's the, the best package you can get unless you're on the tour, uh, which is a different package altogether. And what I'd like to do is if you're an elite golfer or a professional and you don't have to be in the tour you can aspire to being in the tour or you can be a club pro who wants to really get much better we're offering a one-time offer it's a, a code and uh, the code is smg 2022 plat and i'll put it up in the notes for this podcast and there's 75 percent off that price so it's coming in around 498 dollars or whatever that number comes to and what that is, is in addition to a weekly lesson, you get a, 
uh, a weekly Zoom call with me. Now it's limited to, uh, a number, I think the first five people and the offer closes on the 6th of January. So if you are someone who's really keen to understand the mental game or if you want to teach the mental game. Now, next year we're setting up a, a series of uh, well, two workshops to certify instructors in the Salaman Golf uh, methodology. Uh, and if you're someone who's interested in learning or want to do a bit of coaching, this could be a very useful course for you to do. As I say, it's limited to the 6th of January and uh, that's uh, a 75% discount. You need the code and you need to go to see your golf and enter the code when you book the Sale of Mind Golf Platinum Program. I think that's it. Anyway, I don't know what your golf aspirations and hopes are for next year, but I hope they're um, good ones. And I think uh, going into next year, as I always say to everyone, enjoy your golf, be kind to yourself, play well and smile, even when you hit a bad shot, because you know something, we all hit bad shots. It doesn't define us, it's just the experience of the moment. So until 2022, may I wish you all a fantastic Christmas and New Year, and may all your golfing dreams come true. Until next year, take care and enjoy yourself.